This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Good to have you along. John Scholes here and, of course, Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Samfiru to mark an LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm from coast to coast to coast. So uh, you're in good hands if reaching out and you have any concerns outside the hour of this show. Feel free to get a hold of Lior and his uh, his team, his people. They're always there for a uh, simple conversation. Or if you want to go further than that, you can anytime, one 821 5900. There's the number. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website will probably refer to several times over the course of this show. And that would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Tons of employment law information there. It's free. It's anonymous. And the severance pay calculator, by the way, is wrapped up into that. It used to be a standalone, but now it's all encompassed part and parcel of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Super handy. So you want to check that out. You may not never need it. That would be nice. But if you do, or if you're just curious about how much severance you would be owed if it ever uh, came to that time, severance pay calculator pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the way. But here and now, welcoming all of our uh, listeners, the good listenership in Calgary and Edmonton, if you're in Vancouver, BC, uh, and Alberta, of course, uh, you want to reach out now toll-free. Of course, we can have that conversation right now. Give us some questions. one 399 is the way to do that on the show. Today, going on disability leave, this is, uh, again, with COVID-19 and like, it is a hot topic. We'll get to uh, some talking points and some questions for Lior as we get our way through the hour but we always start with a couple things on your mind, Lior, with the uh, the week that was, pal. How are you? Hey, John, doing great. Uh, always great uh, to be here and exciting uh, times mm-hmm. uh, for an employment lawyer these days. There's so many issues, so many things that I had never experienced before that are coming across my desk, and, and that's good. I, I want to help as many people as possible. So as an employment lawyer, I deal with workplace problems, and I'm on air now, as John said, to solve your problems. So if you have a workplace issue, a question, a problem, an ultimatum, you've lost your job, you're being mistreated, you're being threatened, leaves of absence, whatever the issue is, pick up the phone, call us right now on the show, I'll answer your question, I'll tell you what you need to know, I'll make sure that you you finish this conversation a lot smarter and hopefully calmer than you were when you called. And of course, if you want to have a chat with me off air so I can actually roll up my sleeves and get to work in helping you, not a problem. You can reach me at the office, call or email. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show today. So don't be bashful. But today, right now, this afternoon, want to take your calls. And before we do that, or while we're waiting for your calls, as John said, a couple of situations that came across my desk. So, John, I don't think you'd be surprised to learn that I'm still dealing with uh, question after question, call after call, as relates to vaccines and mandatory yeah. vaccines and vaccine mandates. So this one really kind of made me uh, kind of scratch my head. So uh, I spoke with a, a lady who had been working from home for the last four or five years, way pre-COVID. She works exclusively from home, always has, always will. And uh, her employer recently said to her, well, uh, we have a policy now, a mandate that all our employees have to be vaccinated. So you, employee working from home, must be vaccinated as well. And she thought that was strange. She wasn't vaccinated. And she said, well, why? I'm not in the workplace. I'm not interacting with colleagues except on the phone or on maybe on Zoom. So why do you care if I'm vaccinated? The response is, well, it's out of fairness to everyone because we're asking people 
uh, here to be vaccinated, you have to be as well. And when she said she's not going to do it, she was fired for cause. No compensation, no severance. Of course, she calls me. So, John, I hope that our regular listeners know that even if she was working in the office, if she's fired for cause, that's a wrongful dismissal. She would have been Mm. owed severance even if she was in the office. But even more so now that she is working from home. There is no need for her employer to impose a vaccine mandate on her. And this fairness argument makes no sense. Let me give you an example. A lot of employers have a policy saying uh, they have a a scent policy. Uh, You can't wear perfume into the office because a lot of people are sensitive. That's a very common thing. Can you imagine an employer saying to an employee working from home, employee, you can't wear perfume at home because we have a policy and that's not fair to the people in the office that can't wear perfume. That would be absurd, right? It would be ridiculous. Well, the same thing happens here. That employer had no business to say what this employee can or cannot do when she is working from home. So clearly, 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 now that she is let go, that's not a for-cause termination. That's a without-cause termination. She is owed severance, and I think she's even owed additional damages because her employer really didn't treat her very well. So I'm, I'm working on this right now. I'm going to get her that compensation. But of course, there's important reminders there. If you are working from home, certainly your employer has no business to say to you anything about your vaccine status. And even in situations when you're not uh, at home, you're working in the office, if you are let go, you're owed severance. Now, I think people should get vaccinated. I'm a big supporter of that. But irrespective of that, the law still allows you to get severance and EI, by the way, if you lose your job because of the vaccine. Have you found things have been a little far-reaching as far as what employers are attempting to do as far as control? Maybe not control is not the right word, but uh, as far as, you know, the boundaries they can push with employees and, and relying on COVID-19 and workplace rights as far as that's concerned? I've seen that often, even before we had a, a vaccine. Oftentimes, employers yeah. would say, well, because of COVID, we are not doing as well, so we can let you go without compensation. Or we can just put you on a temporary layoff for a while. None of those things are true. COVID doesn't change the law, okay? COVID doesn't give employers new rights and doesn't take away rights from employees. So an employer can't make those assumptions. And there's been many employers thinking they're doing the right thing, finding themselves on the uh, wrong side, if you will, of the law. And and if you're not sure, employee or employer, you got to give me a call. And you can even uh, reach out now to ask that question here on air and talk to us toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight would be the way. What's the uh, second matter on your mind? So, John, this matter actually uh, involves the wife of a friend of yours. Uh, I didn't fill you in on this; didn't get a chance. But wife of a friend of yours uh, contacted me. She uh, uh, was managing a, a restaurant. And uh, unfortunately, her employer didn't feel that it needed to pay her properly. So oftentimes, she would not get paid on time. And often, other times when she did get paid, checks would bounce. So she'd continue working and not getting paid. At some point, she did, I think, the rational thing. And she said, well, yeah, I'm not working anymore. Enough is enough. You're not paying me. Uh, You know, it's pretty basic, right? I work, you pay me. So uh, and then she called me. So here's the thing, John. Of course, her employer has to pay her. Now, when it comes to not getting paid for time, it's not just the company that's on the hook. The owner of the company is personally liable for unpaid wages. So that that owner of the restaurant, it's not just the restaurant itself. That owner personally is liable to pay her. 
And beyond that, the fact that she quit because she wasn't getting paid, that's not a resignation in the eyes of the law. That's a constructive dismissal. In other words, she didn't leave because she didn't want to work there. She left because her employer was not meeting its end of the bargain. Her employer was not paying her. So not only, of course, is her employer owes her money for her wages, her employer also owes her now severance because that's a termination in the eyes of the law. So I wanted to bring this up for a number of reasons, but remember, if you're working and not getting paid properly, your checks are bouncing, you're not getting paid on time, or you're not getting paid overtime when you're supposed to, all those things can be treated as a constructive dismissal. It's pretty basic when it comes to employment. You go to work, you do your job, your employer pays you what it's supposed to. And if your employer doesn't do that, the law considers that a termination. There's significant liability and consequences. If you find yourself in that situation, pick up the phone, call me, or send an email. Again, same same question. I mean, you must be seeing this sprouting up more and more as the as the pandemic goes on. And I know there's certain industries where it's hit harder than others. But you've said in, in past shows and other markets that we do shows in for for you know the last little while that you know employers really got to take a step back and think before they pull the plug on four, five, six employees and just can them because the money they're trying to save in wages could cost them in severance. So it might not be the wisest move, right? Well, I think I've seen a lot of employers assume things. And you know what happens Uh when you assume, right? (laughs) And and that certainly applies here. If you assume you have certain rights as an employer or that the law doesn't apply to you or that the law has changed, you're you're not going to do things right. You're going to have liability. So we talk about a lot of what uh, on this show, what employees must do and what employees must know. But employers as well, if you want to abide by your legal obligations, don't make assumptions. Don't assume that you know what you have to do. Get advice. If you get advice, you'll never go wrong. That's the best thing I can say to everyone. And welcome back to it. Yeah, that is the number toll-free. As mentioned, one 399 Email works, too. Anytime, as a matter of fact, help at employmentlawyer.ca. You want to reach out to at Lior, Lior Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru to Market LLP. Get the compensation you deserve. Again, deserve is a key word, right? This is not a lottery ticket. It's not a windfall. It's not luck. It's what you are owed, but you got to seek the proper compensation and the people who can get it for you. And Lior and his team can do that, having helped tens of thousands of Canadians across this country still doing so. Business is ramping up. People need to reach out, and you want to do that anytime. Use that email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, call the phone. Uh, call the phone number anytime. Just have a chat. Right, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But again, here now, lines open. One eight seven seven three nine nine. 9898, Lior, as we uh, mentioned off the top, or I did anyway, I said we're going to talk about uh, going on a disability leave, a uh, very popular topic now. I don't think we've covered this in some time. It's been uh, probably a while, but uh, I want to get into it. So many questions to ask. I mean, for instance, what issues do you see when it comes to medical leaves on your end? So certainly, John, uh, medical leaves, disability leaves, uh, medical absences from work have yep. always been a big issue. And I think these days, m- even more so. And I'm not even talking about uh, because of COVID-19 being absent from that. I'm talking about other issues. And uh, I've seen a lot of people certainly over the past couple of years, more than ever, having to be off because of mental health issues. You know, we're leaving stressful time. A lot of us uh, have a lot of responsibilities. And for many people, that has been too much and they needed some time off work. So I've seen a lot of issues come up and some of the problems and issues that people are dealing with have to do with employers uh, refusing to accept doctor's note, employers not believing employees. 
uh, employers firing employees because they don't believe them or because they feel that the employee was off for too long, employees that have required accommodation not getting accommodation, and of course employees that have been on a, on a leave. I've seen many situations where the employer doesn't want to bring them back or wants to bring them back to a very different job. So I thought it was time to talk a bit about that here and, and to make sure that people understand what their rights are, or what employers' obligations are, because there may be a time where you need to be off work, where your health is not tip-top, where you need to be off for more than a day or two, and that's exactly what we need to talk about. Well, there you go. I mean, you set the table nicely, right? If someone has to be away from work for medical reasons, what do they need to do? Most a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know, and a lot of people may think that it's a very complicated process. But here it is, from a legal standpoint, what you need in order to be off work is a doctor's note. That is it. Now, it doesn't have to be a specialist. It doesn't have to be, you know, if you're dealing with mental health issues, it doesn't have to be a psychiatrist. It's a doctor's note. It could be your family doctor. That doctor's note doesn't need to say much except for the fact that you cannot work for medical reasons, okay? So that's all you need. If you have that doctor's note, you are allowed to be off. At that point, it's not your employer's choice. It's not up to your employer to agree or disagree. You're allowed to be off. And by the way, that note doesn't even need to have a date. I mean, if if your doctor knows that you'll be back to work in two weeks, that's great. They should say that. But oftentimes, the doctor may not know. It's, you know, we'll take it a week by week or month by month, and you can be off indefinitely until the doctor clears you. But you need and must have that doctor's note. That's your most powerful tool when it comes to taking leaves of absence or a disability leave. If you have that doctor's note, you're now able to take that time off. Questions about this particular topic this afternoon or anything else, uh, chime in. Ask us toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. Next question is, how long can that individual be away uh, from work for medical reasons? Because there's a lot of misinformation uh, as far as that question is concerned, right? Absolutely. So, you know what I said previously, you need to have a doctor's note. Well, you can be off as long as the doctor says you need to be off. So, there's no limit on that. So, it's not a week or a month or a year. You can be off as long as you need to so that you can get better. As long as you have your doctor's support, you can be off work. Sometimes that may mean you're back in a few days. That's awesome. Other times it means you know, you're dealing with a serious condition. You're not going to be able to work for the next year. Well, that's yeah. okay as well, so long as you have that doctor's note. Now, of course, at some point, your absence may be too long. So usually if we're looking at an absence of more than two years and and – If after two years it still doesn't appear that you're any closer to coming back to work, your employer may be able to say, you know what, that's now what we call a frustration of contract, meaning we don't have to keep your job, we're not necessarily an employee here anymore, the relationship has ended. By the way, John, I've seen employers do that a lot sooner than they should. But that aside, you can be off as long as you need to if you have that doctor's note. So it's and it's not up to your employer to decide, it's not up to the employee to decide. Your doctor decides that. What happens to the employee's job while they're on the medical leave? People are going to worry about that, right? They're not there. They're not in person. Absolutely. So what yeah. happens is you remain an employee. Now, keep in mind that does not mean that if you're away, your employer can't bring someone in to replace you. 
you have a job that needs to be done, and if you're not going to be there for the next year, your employer doesn't have to necessarily keep it open. They can find people to do it. That doesn't mean you're no longer an employee. What it means is when it's time for you to come back to work, your employer must make reasonable efforts to bring you back if at all possible. And to the same job or very similar job, obviously if legitimately there's no job for you, they'll have to pay you your full severance. Hmm. But you remain an employee, and frankly, you don't even worry about your job until you're ready to return to work. get a lot of calls from people saying, I- I'm off work now, I have no idea when I'll be back, but I know my employer has already replaced me. Don't worry about it, okay? Yeah. You worry about your health, let's worry about your job when it's time to come back to work, because you don't know if it's going to be another week or another year. So when you're ready to come back to work, that's when the employer has to get into, into gear and try to bring you back. One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight is the number, and uh, we'll get to our first call. Jazz, uh, how are you? Good afternoon. Good, good, good. Thank you. Good. What's on your mind? Um, well, what it is is that my employer by September thirtieth of last year, we had to have her. It was mandated you have to be vaccinated, and you had to have the first one in by the thirtieth, and then fully vaccinated by November for part of the employment agreement, and. I had a severe allergic reaction to one of the ingredients in the vaccines about 10 years ago. It was an anaphylactic reaction. So I told them about this, the employer knew, and I consulted with the doctors, nurses, and they said everything would be good, go ahead. And I still didn't want to, but there's no reason for me to say no. And then I did react again horribly when I did have my first vaccine, and I haven't been to work since. And, uh... I'm on WCB, and I wasn't even at work at the time. It was on my day off when I went to get the vaccine. It, so I really don't know what's happening or what I can do. Or, you know, I am on WCB, definitely not ready to go to work at all. So what happens here is is this. Uh, you obviously follow your doctor's advice, do whatever you need to to get healthy and to get uh, back to where you were before. And maybe that takes you a few more days, maybe it takes you a few more weeks or months. When that happens, when your doctor says, now you're good, you, you contact your employer and you want to come back to work. If your employer doesn't take you back, then there's a problem there. That could be a human rights violation. You may, certainly, you're certainly going to be owed severance. But frankly, we deal with that when you're ready to come back to work. Do you have any sense as to how long that's going to be? No, and uh, and you had also mentioned about exemption, as long as your doctor says you're exempt. Well, my doctor is, said I'm exempt, especially after that first reaction. She wants Perfect. me yeah. exempt. So you're able to go back to work. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Uh, but however, I don't have an official exemption as of yet because they say there's not enough evidence, and I'm still waiting for my allergy test. Then they may give me my official exemption. Well, at this point, you're not working in any event, right? So take the time, get the exemption. If you you can't get the exemption, great. If you cannot, still, if your employer doesn't bring you back, you would be owed severance either way. So when the time comes, if your employer doesn't take you back, exemption or no exemption, I want you to contact me right away. Okay, and I think the employer is good with it, but uh, we'll see when the time comes. But so far, the employer has been very... Doing, uh, handling Perfect. 
Welcome back to an Employment Law Show. John Scholes, Lior Samfiru, co-founder, co-founding partner, Samfiru to Market LLP. Yeah, I keep saying it, but it's true. The most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. Reaching out, uh, if you want to have more of a uh, private conversation with Lior, a member of his crew, 1-855-821-5900. Whether you're in uh, Alberta, B.C., Ontario, we got, you, we got you covered. So there you go. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now for your questions, call us. It's toll free, right? one 877-399-9898 would be the way. Carrie, thank you so much for uh, for hanging in during the break. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Um, so I have kind of a two-part question here. I was mm. off just uh, in the beginning of December because I had a cough and runny nose. First of all, my uh, I work for a nonprofit in Alberta, and they demanded a COVID test, a PCR test. So I went and I got that, was negative. I went to the doctor, got a doctor's note stating that I would be off of work due to medical reasons. Um, I was off for a total of a month. I just coming back today was my first day. I came, uh, went back to the doctor to get cleared to come back to work, gave them that note that said that I was cleared to come back to work for today. And they demanded that I go back to the doctor and get another doctor's note stating that I was off for whatever days that I was off. Sorry, I'm not sure. What kind of note do they want? They wanted a doctor's note. Uh, so I gave them my doctor's note in the beginning, stating that I was off yeah. for medical reasons. And then I got, gave them another doctor's note, stating that I was cleared to come back. But they wanted me to go back and get another doctor's note, stating that I was off from this date to this date due to medical reasons and why. I see. So in other words, maybe they're saying, well... We know you needed to be off initially, uh, but maybe in the meantime you could have come back to work, but we don't know, so we want a doctor's note confirming that this whole time it was because of medical reasons. Yeah. Well, is, is that, is that what they want? No, they, wanted the ne- they wanted proof of my negative COVID test, which I had to take two, uh, two COVID tests. Plus, they wanted the reasons why I was off. Like, was it off? Was I off for mental reasons? Was I off for... Oh, um, okay. So, so it's not unreasonable for them to get confirmation that you were off for medical reasons, uh, but, but that's it. They are not, absolutely not uh, allowed to demand to know what the medical reasons were. Frankly, whether it was COVID or mental health or maybe you, you had a, a bad back, it, they don't have a right to know what the medical issue is. So you're absolutely able to say, sorry, my personal medical history is my own, but it's reasonable to get a doctor's note confirming that the reason you were off for a, fo- a whole month was for medical reasons. So you can get that doctor's note. If they say that's not good enough, give me a call. I'll get them off your back because they're not allowed to inquire uh, to that extent. Okay, and what about them demanding proof of a negative COVID test? Like, do they have the right to demand that proof? Well, if if you're uh, if you were off because of COVID, then I, I no, they don't have to. But these days, employers are going to get some leeway because of uh, we're in a pandemic. So if you you have a negative test, I would give that to them. That is not a fight I think is worthwhile having. But in terms of what the medical issues were, that is certainly private. That is personal. They don't have any business demanding that. Okay. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate the call, and I'm going to give you the number just in case it comes to the point where you got to get uh, Leor involved. He'd be glad to do that for you. one 821 5900 Real simple. Help at employmentlawyer.com. 
Carrie's email address. Do like Carrie and make that phone call. See how quickly you get some answers, right? one 399 9898. That is toll free for the remainder of the show as we uh, roll on here. And uh, Carrie, you know, right in there to the uh, topic actually of the day is uh, dealing with disability leaves, going on disability. Does it matter if the employer has or doesn't have a disability plan when you're going off on disability? So some employers, uh, through the benefits plan, provide a disability plan, either a short term uh, disability plan or a long term disability. And that is there, of course to cover you compensation-wise while you're off. And a a long-term disability plan could potentially pay you till the age of 65 if you can't work. So it's obviously a very good thing for the employee to have that as as protection. That said, uh, a lot of employers don't have that as part of the benefits and employees are not, uh, don't have that ability to go off on a a long-term or short-term disability, but that doesn't matter. That may mean you're not getting paid but you're still able to be off work. So whether or not your employer has a disability plan has nothing to do with your ability to be off work if you have a doctor's note. So you can still be off for a week, a month, a year, or longer, even if your employer doesn't have a disability plan. You may be limited at that point to uh, EI uh, uh, sickness benefits. Uh, Potentially, depending on the circumstances, there's also CPP disability, Canada Pension Plan disability benefits. Uh, so you may be limited to those, but that does not change the fact that you're able to be off work. So if your employer says to you, oh gosh, no, no, we don't have a disability plan, so you, so we're not going to keep your job, you're not an employee, you can't go off on a disability, wrong, illegal. You're absolutely able to be off as long as you need to. Again, what do you need? You need a doctor's note. That is it. Let's expand a little bit on what Carrie was talking about. So, you know, what kind of information then is the employer allowed to ask for? So employers uh, are allowed to ask for uh, very specific information, and that's it. They're allowed to ask for your prognosis, not your diagnosis. So let me elaborate on that. They're allowed to know, of course, can you work and can you not work? They're allowed to know how long you expect it to be off work. They're allowed to also know, is there any accommodation that you need? Is there any limitations? You can't do this job, or is there a different job that you're able to do? Those are legitimate questions that an employer can ask. I would say should ask, but that is it. What your employer does not have a right to know is to know what is your medical condition. So if you have a doctor's note saying, uh, you need to be off for the next six months for medical reasons, your employer does not have the ability to say, well, I need to know what the condition is. I want to know if it's a physical condition or a mental health condition. No, off limits, off base, their employer does not have a right to know that. Same thing, by the way, they can't ask for what treatment you're getting. Are you taking medication? None of that is relevant. What the condition is, is between you and your doctor. So if your employer says, you need to tell me what the condition is, your answer can and should be, No, I'm not. I'm going to tell you if I can work or not. I'm going to tell you when I can come back to work. I'm going to tell you what limitations I have, if I have limitations, but that is it. If your employer pushes back on that, you really need to give me a call. Well, I mean, giving you a call, I mean, that would be the next step, I guess, if, you know, if the employer's request for this information is completely unreasonable, right? 
Well, absolutely. If an employer says, uh, well, sorry, uh, we're going to let you go unless you tell us uh, what your condition is, you better believe you got to give me a call uh, because what they're doing is a human rights violation. Uh, that would be a wrongful dismissal if you were let go. It's illegal. And I don't know why employers are having a hard time understanding that. Does it matter if the employee is off because of a uh, depression or because they have a herniated disc? No. What matters is whether they can work. And the doctor says they can't work. So what else matters? Nothing else. Yeah. So don't insist on information you're not entitled to have. Again, you still have time here to call us and, uh, and ask a question on air, one 399 You know, it's interesting. We talk about, uh, you know, the difference between being on disability if you're dealing with an insurance company and what they are allowed to do. But, what, you know, can an employer require an employee to attend an IME, an independent medical examination, or is that just the boundaries of the insurance company? Yeah, so uh, I've seen this happen many times. Actually, very yep. recently, an employer wants to... Well, you know what? We, we don't necessarily know or believe your doctor. We want to hire someone independently and for you to get a, a second opinion or a third opinion, uh, often call that an independent medical exam. No, your employer does not have a right to do that. Now, they can ask for clarification from your doctor. If something your doctor says is not clear or is confusing, they can ask for clarification. They can ask for more information from your doctor. Legitimate, right? But what they can't do is say, we don't like your doctor, we're going to get someone else. No, they don't have a right. And you, the employee, certainly can say, no, I'm not doing that. Thanks, but no thanks. Nothing good can come from that, John, for the employee. So if your doctor says you can't work, if your doctor is clear and provides that information, then fine. Now, if your doctor is not cooperating and you still need to be off work, well, the employer at that point may say, well, I need someone else to verify it. But as long as your doctor gives you that doctor's note, your employer cannot insist, absolutely not, that you get an independent medical exam. You bet. Still got some time. You want to reach out after the show any other time. Yeah, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Also, the website, very useful, free, anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lior and his team always there to uh, give you some assistance, answer some questions. But uh, I want to get to Jack's question now. Jack, thanks so much for uh, hanging on. How are you? Hey, not too bad. Beauty, what's up? Well, my question was, um, December 3rd, I was not uh, feeling well. I ended up getting sick. I uh, told my employer that I was sick and needed a few days off to recover and uh, felt like it was worth getting tested for COVID. So um, we got tested. I had to wait a few days for the results, and I had COVID. So they understood um, when I was free and clear and ready to come back to work, got a negative COVID test, all that said and done. I informed my employer that I was ready to come back and I was done with my isolation period and the employer thought that I was not clear to come back, that I needed to stay away from work longer um, because I had given the official, uh, you know, positive COVID test on, I think, the five or six days later after I had uh, initially got symptoms. So, the thing being is we went back and forth with, with a few messages um, saying I'm ready to come back and him saying I think you need to stay away longer. It hasn't been long enough. And after showing proof that, uh, you know, this, everything was in my favor of uh, having the isolation period over with, um, they then said, well, there's actually no work for you right now and uh, gave me a layoff. But all my other fellow employee, uh, you know, coworkers were actually still working. So I felt like it was uh, I was wrongfully let off just because they didn't feel comfortable with me 
coming back to work because they were misinformed on the uh, amount of time I had to be away. And then I spoke to the boss in person um, in the new year, and they had said that some of my coworkers didn't feel comfortable, um, you know, because I had just had COVID and that I was too soon coming back to work. Is that a wrong? Now, are you layout? back at work now, Jack? Uh, no, uh, not at that company. I ended up uh, deciding that I wasn't treated very well and then moved to a different company. Okay. So uh, what you describe is a termination. So they may have called it a layoff, but the, the law looks at it as a termination, and that means you are owed severance. Now, how long did you work there for? Uh, I worked there for six months. So you're likely looking at about two or three months pay. Now it could be reduced somewhat depending on how long you're off, actually off work because you were able to find another job. So ultimately this comes down to severance and, and you know, happy to help you determine how much you're owed. It's gonna depend a lot on, on the new job, when you started it, if you're making the same amount of money, more or less. Uh, but uh, obviously if your employer says, don't come back to work, it's a layoff, whatever the terms they use, the law considers that to be a termination, and you can't terminate someone in a situation like that without paying severance. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt that was the case, but it's just confusing because, like, like I say, when there was work going on for their employers, and you're just being told, well, there's no work for you, and then, oh, because there's no work, it's a layoff. But even during the time that I was off, they were you know, advertising for uh, positions to be filled, and they were actively hiring at the time. For more people to do the same job as me, um, so definitely it feels like a, like you know, say termination. Um, basically, it is even a termination, termination yeah. for a few weeks, kind of thing. It is, and, and by the way, even if they legitimately didn't have work for you, even if that was true, it would still be a termination, and you would still be owed severance. Either way, anyway, you slice it, Jack. They owe you severance. So what I want you to do is I want you to reach out to me in the office. We'll give you that contact info uh, right now, and then happy to chat and help you get what you wrote. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate uh, your time this afternoon as well, and that information coming uh, coming right now. The number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the uh, is the way to go. Another question too before we get on to some emails. As I mentioned earlier, we want to get to some help at employmentlawyer.ca. We're talking about going on disability leave, and uh, what if the disability insurer threatens to cut off the employee? I know that's happened as well. What goes on then? So you you need to be off leave, uh, off work. You get the doctor's note. Uh, employer says no problem. You apply to disability, and then either they deny you or they approve you of that, but they cut you off before your doctor is ready to come back to work. Let's right. first of all let's make it very clear that that is a very very common occurrence. It's very common for an insurance company either to deny you despite your doctor saying you can't work, or approve you initially and then cut you off. Uh, before your doctor says you're ready to come back. So that is common. That, that's the good news. The other good news is it's not difficult to resolve. What the insurance company thinks and hopes is that you're going to just accept it and say, well, I guess that's the way it is, and walk away. They may even throw you a bone and say, well, they, we have this internal appeal process here you can use. Keep in mind, you're appealing to the same people that have already denied you. Waste of time. So what do you do? Well, Here's what you do, you call us. We have a whole department just dealing with these disability denials. Uh, and oftentimes we can either get the insurance to, to say, okay, sorry, our bad, to reinstate you right away, or simply to negotiate the financial compensation. So no, your, your insurance company should not be cutting you off or denying your disability outright if your doctor says 
you need to be off. So just like I said before, that your employer has to listen to your doctor, same thing really applies to your insurance company. So if you are dealing with an insurance company that's not cooperating, that's cutting you off, give us a call. When they deal with us, they'll have to pay. You know, if, if you're off on a medical leave, I guess, depending on how long you're going to be off, do you have to keep, uh, do you, are you obligated to keep your uh, employer up to date on, as to your medical condition, so on and so forth? I think it's a very good idea. If you're going to be off work for an extended period of time, more than a few weeks, then keep your employer up to date. Make sure that they understand that you're still working on getting better and that you're not just off and never coming back. It's uh, You don't want the employer later to say, well, we hadn't heard from you for six months. We assumed you, you'd quit. You don't want that. Mm. So if you're off for an extended period of time, once a month or so, send an, an email. It doesn't have to be a long email. Just simply saying, just so you know, employer, I'm still following my doctor's advice and I'll keep you up to date. Just so that they know you're still there, that you're still wanting to come back to work, that you're still working on getting better. Very good advice to do that. So once a month, no more than that. It could be one or two lines on an email. It can make a lot of difference. So keep that in mind. And then we fast forward to the time when you're ready to come back uh, from a medical absence. What do they need to do? So if you're now ready to come back, you've been off for a while, first thing your employer has to do is, is make all efforts to take you back to work, of course. That means to see if your old job is available and they can give that to you, obviously that's number one. If that's not available, but there's something similar that they can put you in, then that's great. Uh, if legitimately there's nothing reasonable for you, that there's, that job is no longer available and there's nothing else, then and only then can they terminate you with severance, with your full severance. Now, I've seen hundreds of cases over the years where the employer says, yeah, we don't even want to think about, can we bring you back? We'll just terminate. No, you don't even think about termination unless you've exhausted all efforts to bring the employee back. So, so that's what the employer has to do. The other thing, of course, is you may be able to come back to work, but maybe you're not at 100%. You need some accommodation. Yeah. You need some modified duties or modified hours. Maybe you're coming back to work gradually. Well, your employer has a duty to accommodate, even if it's difficult, even if they don't want to. They have that duty under human rights laws to accommodate. And if they don't, if they don't want to, if they say, no, no, we're not going to even bring you back unless you're ready to come back to work full time, that's yeah. a human rights violation. That's illegal. So remember that duty to accommodate. If any of this thing is, these things that I said now is not what your employer is doing, you want to pick up the phone and call me right away. I want to finish off quickly with Sam says, I just found out that one of my employees who is off on parental leave as a new father is actually working somewhere else. Do I have to take him back at the end of his leave? Well, <laughs> well, if your employee is saying he's off on a parental leave but he's working somewhere else, no, they can't do that. Uh, obviously, he's no. being dishonest, and that absolutely can be grounds for a termination for cause, uh, that dishonesty. So, no, you wouldn't have to bring him back. Now, I would ask the question, employee, I understand you're working somewhere else. Am I missing something? Did I get this wrong? But if it turns out that that's right, that's a problem for that employee, and that employee could be terminated for cause. And that will do it for another afternoon. Appreciate your phone calls, emails, correspondence. Keep it up. Now that we're done, you can still get a hold of Lior and his team, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca, and the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time, the Employment Law Show. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.